I see Max played a different song because our next guest had his his song played last segment, but he was unavailable. So he doesn't get his song the second go-around. Kelly Holcomb on the line. Kelly, what's up? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Good. How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, so y'all didn't y'all didn't play my John Denver song. Huh? Well, I know we did. We we did for you the did? their scheduled yeah. appointment with us and Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. I missed it. I was didn't have my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> we just said you were watching tape on the Patriots on Oakland. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. You guys do have a big game though tonight, right? We do. Well, no, we do have a big game, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be a tall task. They hadn't been meeting up here in Rutherford County in a while and Funny, uh, I could say a lot of stuff on the radio right now. I'm not going to, but they get a lot of players. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Why has Rutherford County been so good in football over the last decade? Because they got so many people coming into Middle Tennessee and the Murfreesboro area. I mean, yeah. we got. I mean, we got eight eight schools now in, in Rutherford County. He's, you know, we got eight high schools. You know, when I was when I was growing up in Lincoln County, there was only two. There was Riverdale and Oakland, and and Oakland was really our arch rivals. You know, from being from Lincoln County, but. I mean, now you've got, you know, you've had Stewart's Creek open up. You just had Rockville open up. I mean, and then they're supposed to they're supposed to be adding two more in the next yep. couple of years. So it's just, it's crazy. It is crazy. You're right. I mean, it, you, it's hard to keep up with the new schools that they're, that just keep up. So over 300,000 people live in Rutherford County now, to your point. Well, they, they were, they were talking, I guess they had a, and I, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to be mis, mislead people on this, but I know that they had a commerce meeting, uh, City Commerce meeting a couple of years ago, and they were talking about by the year 2030, man, we might have 650,000 people in Rutherford County. Holy moly! Wow, That's crazy! It's crazy. I, I mean, they're 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 doing road, they're doing construction out here in front of my house, and that now it's gotten it's going 24 seven now. I mean, you know, up until the last couple of days, they'd only been working in the day. Now they've been working at nighttime right in front of my dead gum house. So I'm hearing <laughs> them trying to bust up rock at 2:45 in the morning. It's getting on my nerves. First of all, they shouldn't be able to dynamite at two forty-five. Well, they're not dynamiting, but they're jackhammering. You okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm, that's not good. You you let the cat out of the bag. We had Sean Salisbury on to kick off this hour, and he said a little. You know, he touched on some of the same things. Uh, our conversation was brief yesterday, so we wanted to expound a little bit. You you told us yesterday during silly underdogs that you you feel like. There's no doubt through your eyes, Marcus Mariota has lost confidence. True. There's there's no doubt. I mean, if you know what you're if you know what you're looking for, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, I was in that same situation before. I've lost my confidence. I mean, it's it's not a good feeling. I mean, and, and you know, confidence is a very fragile deal, and that's what I'm trying to explain to my son, and and I'm trying to t- tell him how because you know, as as humans, we t- we normally turn negative in our minds. And I've always tried to be. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I've you know I've, I've read books and I, I understand you know some of it and and some of the things that I went through. And I've always told my son, you know, when you think a negative thought, you know, come back with a positive thought, put it in a positive text. And you know, it's the same thing with confidence. I mean, you know, you, you get to thinking your your mind can play tricks on you, and you get to thinking, well, what if I do this, and what if I make a bad throw, and then it kind of snowballs from there, and. I mean, I've, I've experienced it firsthand in high school, in college, maybe not so much in high school, but in college and the pros. I mean, confidence can be a fleeting thing, and, and you can just tell by the way that he 
I think you can tell by the way that he's playing right now. He's not playing free. I mean, it's hard to play quarterback anyway, and it's hard to be a professional quarterback because I think it's the it's the toughest job in professional sports to be a quarterback. But you know, you have to be able to go out there and play free and not worry about it. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody's human. We're going to throw interceptions. You know, and my coach told me a long time ago when you throw the ball, there's three things that happen, and two of them aren't good. So you got <laughs> you know you got a 33 and a third percent chance of completing a pass. And, you know, when, when you start, you know, you start thinking about, well, what if I don't complete this or what if coach thinks this? It's just it's a tough situation. And, and you can tell by the way that he's playing right now. He's unsure of himself. And it hasn't helped the fact, uh, Darren and guys, it hasn't helped the fact that he's had five coordinators in five years. So, you know, that's, that's you know, it's different philosophies coming in there. And, you know, it's, it's not like the New England Patriots where they've had the same staff forever. You know, and they've got they've got the greatest quarterback probably to ever play, and you know it's just it's a different it's a different deal. But when you lose your confidence, it's hard to get back. Okay, how do you get it back? How do you go about trying to get it back? Well, you just got to put some put together some good practices and go out and you know go out and perform. You got to you know you got to study film a little bit more. You got to work a little bit harder. Uh, but but one thing you can't do is you can't go out there on the field. And you can't try too hard. Uh, you know, even my mom used to tell me that just. You know, you got to take a deep breath and relax, and it's something. And, I, and I, I tell my son, I know I bring my son up a bunch, but I tell my son this: I mean, God gave you the ability to play this game. He gave Marcus and Mariota, all these guys that are playing the National Football League, He gave them ability to play the game. Just go out and play. You know, if if you study during the week and you've worked hard during the week and you know what the defense is doing to you, if you can go out and you can you can start out and, and gain a couple. Of, and you know, the coaches got to be a part part of this too. They got to give him a couple of easy throws, maybe a couple of screens that at the game, and then you can engulf yourself in the game, uh, a couple of easy throws at the beginning, and then once you get engulfed in, in, in the game and you gain some confidence with throwing the football, then you're good for the rest of the game because you're not worrying about that. You're just playing ball. Kelly Holcomb on the line with us spent uh, well over a decade as a quarterback in the National Football League. You were both a starter and a backup. You understand both roles, so you've experienced both. So how do you – if you're Marcus Mariota and you're going through what you've already talked about and now you've been benched, so it's not like you can go out there this Sunday unless something happens to Tannehill and and try to get it back this week. So going through getting benched too or things getting turned over to the other guy when you're going through this, how, how do you cope and deal with that? Well, I mean, you just gotta you just got to look at the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is they've made a change. They, they've you know, they put the other guy in, and, you know, Tim, Tim Couch and myself were in the same situation. And, and I can honestly say the year that I took over and uh, beat Tim out in training camp, man, we, we were, you know, and the, and the media and, and the, you know, the, the newspapers and everybody tried to pin us against each other, and it never happened. I mean, you just got to go out and, you, you know, we're all in, you're all in a business together, and you've got to put your ego aside. And, you know, if Tannehill needs help, you need to help him. I mean, Tim, Tim helped me. I mean, we're still friends to this day. Uh, I think you just got to be professional about it. You can't cry about it. You can't whine. You can't pout about it. Uh, I've seen some guys do that, and that's not good uh, because that shows a lot of your character. But you know, it is what it is now. And uh, you know, you got to you, you, you know you you got to put your ego aside. You got to try to help Ryan Tannehill do the best that he can. If he if he asks you a question because you know you've been in Tennessee for longer than he has. Uh, you know, just try to help him be successful. And then, you know, maybe your shot will come around sometime. You never know because you're only one play away, Darren. So, you know, when you get out out there on the football field again, and he will, 
he'll get out there again. But when you get out there again, you've got to show those coaches, show the players, show the fans that, hey, you know, maybe you made a mistake and, you know, I'm, I'm back here and I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep my spot. Kelly Holcomb here with us and listening to, to you talk and tell these stories. I mean, I, I think my question is, do people actually realize just how difficult it is not only to play quarterback, but to be a quarterback in the NFL, whether you're the starter, the backup, the third string, just there's, there seems to be a different amount of pressure that goes into that position than anywhere else. There is. Everybody loves the backup. But, I mean, football is, you know, whether you're a player or whether you coach, everybody that sits up in the stands and sits on the 50-yard line, they got all the solutions. You know, they, they, they figured it out. You know, even, you know, I hear things about, you know, well, why do you not do this or why do you not throw the ball down the field? Well, here's the deal. When, when you're passing the football, I mean, it, it's, it's not just the quarterback making his throws. It's the – the line picking up stunts and blitzes, the, the back that's in the backfield, he's got to pick up the right guy. It's the receivers. they got to get off man coverage, or they've got to run the right depth on their route. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into the passing game. There's a lot of things that go into football that normal, average, everyday folks don't understand, and then they want to sit up there in the stands, and they want to talk about, well, hey, we should be doing this. Well, you know what? You might not have the players to do that. So there, there's a lot that goes into, into football, and it, it gripes me about you know all these Monday morning quarterbacks. It, get, it gets so irritating to me that everybody thinks they know, but they really don't know, and they don't know the intricate details of a team or what's going on inside the Titans' locker room. I mean, nobody has a clue about that. So you know the the you know they they've made the decision now, and now you know you just got to go forward. So if you're if you're Ryan Tannehill, and you mentioned you know leaning on Marcus and. Uh, being able to ask questions now he's he's coming out on the other side because he's gone through this he was a starter in Miami he was the backup here and now he's a starter again what what goes into to his mindset as he gets ready for Sunday well now you're the guy I mean now you know you've gotten all the reps during practice I mean when I when I was when in, in Indianapolis behind Peyton I never got any reps you know that that's what people don't understand now when I was there with with Harbaugh and Lindy and Fonny was the coach, I used to get a couple of reps during practice. I mean, I would get – I think he would get three reps and maybe I would get two. So, you know, you were kind of uh, you were kind of ready for it. But, but a lot of times – and I'm sure it's, it's this way now. I mean, most of the times you, you don't have many reps. So, you've got to give the starter all the reps. So, now Ryan Tannehill's gotten all the reps. And uh, ho- hopefully he'll be more comfortable this week. I mean, it's, it's tough coming off – the bench when you get no reps and you hadn't played with the guys. I mean, you did some stuff in training camp with them, but you know, with the timing, because there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of differences between Mariota and Ryan Tannehill and nobody thinks about this, but like their snap counts different. Uh, their drops are different. Uh, you know, the, the way that it comes off their hand different, the timing with those guys are different. So, you know, he'll get a little bit of that this week with taking all the reps and, and uh, you know, I'm sure he's hoping that everybody sees, you know, on Sunday that, you know, it certainly helped. What is the interaction like between the quarterback and, and a struggling offensive line like the Titans have? Well, I mean, I don't know because, you know, that the, the, the offensive line is the lifeline of your team. The defensive line, everything starts up front, and I know that's cliche, but that is so true. I mean, everything starts up front. If you can't protect, it doesn't matter who you got back there. Um, you know, so – I just remember this story about Joe Montana, and he was playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think they were in Veterans Stadium. And 
he was getting hit brutally by Jerome Brown and, you know, the minister of defense, all those guys. And every time he would just get up and he would smack the guys on the butt and say, hey, guys, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. We're going to get them. You know, he never griped to those guys. And then at the end of the game, guess what happened? He brought the San Francisco 49ers back. So, you know, I don't really care. You know, I understand that some offensive lines struggle, but they're, you know, they're the reason that the quarterback can do what they do. And if you got a bad one, which I played, I played behind some some really good ones. I played behind some that were not very good. Uh, you, you know, you just got as a quarterback. If you know they're not very good, then you better get in your film study and you better understand that ninety nine percent of the time when that ball snapped, I know where I'm going with the football. Now sometimes I'm going to get fooled, but if you know and and you know, I, I try to explain to young kids if you know what you're doing on a football field and you know where you're going with the ball and you don't sit back there and hold it, then you're not going to get hit much. I don't care. And I tell these young guys because I go sometimes I uh, I throw seven on seven or I throw a team against them, against the defense, and I said, I tell those guys, if I know what I'm doing, I don't care if y'all block because I'm going to get rid of the football. You're not going to sack me. You know, so, you know, th- there's a lot to that, and coaches have to be involved in that too where, if you know, if we don't have a – we don't have a very good offensive line. We better do some intricate things with the game plan, and we better get the ball out of the quarterback's hand. Mahomes uh, has suffered a dislocated kneecap. Did it ever happen to you in your career at all? Yeah, and that's what I that's what I text these guys. I text my staff, the guys that I coach with this morning, because I always tell them the quarterback sneak is the worst play in the dead gum world. I hate it. Wow. Because when I when I played against the San Francisco 49ers, we got down there on the goal line to begin the game with. We were on the one yard line. And we were going to just do a quarterback sneak. Well, I look behind me, and the and the uh, the, the running backs have, have walked right up like it was in victory formation. So what are the guys going to do? They know what's coming. So the defensive the defensive ends pinched, and I ended up breaking my leg on the fourth play of the game on a quarterback sneak. Oh wow! I hate quarterback sneaks. They're ridiculous. <laughs> I hate them. And I, I know that Tom Brady's probably the best to ever do it. I mean, you know, there, there's. You know, I mean, there's good and bad, but I just I hate calling quarterback sneaks because of that trash right there. I mean, you know, he dislocated. He probably dislocated his patella. You can see it pop back in. I yep. broke my, I broke my fibula and I had a hairline fracture in my tibia all because of a quarterback sneak. I hate him. Mm. Mm. You just made the list. I think Kelly just got it going. He's going to put quarterback sneaks on the list. Sneaks. You just made the Quarter- list. <laughs> quarterback sneaks suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it. don't suck tonight. Go uh, go get a victory. Uh, it's going to be a big one down in Rutherford County. Thanks for doing this as always. All right, guys. I appreciate it, man. Thank you all. Always good to talk to Kelly Holcomb. Of course, he's a part of our panel on Silly Underdog Picks. I hope that pick sucks. But every Thursday but go at noon, down. and he is the defending champ, by the yeah, way. He is. He's the defending champ. And right now he is battling forever Titan Chris Sanders atop the leaderboard. We will indeed come back with You Just Made the List. We've got a great prize attached to it, but you're going to have to get involved. You're going to have to put someone or something on your list. 615-737-1025. Your calls next.